don't just ignore the root cause. The root cause is where you're going to find the answer. Once you finally identify what's going on and what's making you feel stressed, then you can start to like pick it apart and start, you know, working on the layers and figuring it out. And then once you figure that out, it's amazing how it filters into the rest of your life. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rayanne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. This is the podcast where we explore the fascinating world of human psychology, health, and wellness. I'm your host, Ray Ann, and today we're diving into a topic that affects us all in one way or another, and that topic is cortisol. So grab your headphones and maybe head out for a walk and join me as we explore what cortisol is, what it does, why it's important, how exercise affects it, and five ways to reduce cortisol for a healthier, more balanced life. So to start, let's unravel the mysteries of cortisol. Cortisol, um, you've probably heard of it many times. Also, you've heard me talk about it many, many times because it's really important. But cortisol is often referred to as the stress hormone. It's a stress hormone produced by our adrenal glands, which are located just above our kidneys. It's a very crucial player in the body's stress response system. When we encounter a stressful situation, whether that's a physical you know, situation or a psychological situation, cortisol levels rise. This stress response is actually our survival mechanism that has evolved to help us cope with challenging situations. This is a good thing, okay? But what exactly does it do? What does cortisol do in our bodies? Well, cortisol serves several vital functions. First and foremost, it helps regulate our metabolism by influencing how the body uses glucose or blood sugar and other energy sources. And it also plays a role in managing blood pressure and balancing the body's response to inflammation. So cortisol is critical for maintaining homeostasis, which is the body's way of keeping, um, you know, its internal conditions stable and healthy despite external changes and challenges happening around it. Okay. So homeostasis is kind of like our happy place. It's our balance. Okay. So why is cortisol important? Well, as I just mentioned, cortisol helps us adapt and respond to stressful situations. Okay. So if you, you know, are out and somebody tries to like break into your car or steal your car from you, which by the way, that has happened to my niece, like how terrifying. Your cortisol is going to rise. Adrenaline is going to rise and it's going to give you that fight or flight filling, which is really important because it's going to actually be something to help you survive. It's going to help you act and move and do what you need to do. That's like the whole original 
um, purpose of cortisol, really. But what's happened is problems start arising when cortisol levels remain elevated for too long, for extended periods. Chronic stress and consistently high cortisol levels can lead to various health issues, things like anxiety, depression, weight gain, um, lack of sleep or sleep disturbances, and immune system dysfunction. So it's essential to manage cortisol to maintain your overall well-being. Now, I have told you about my Hashimoto story before, but just as a, a reminder of like what happened with me, and so you can kind of see how this relates, I spent several years just in serious go mode, right? I was teaching up to 30 classes a week, totally by choice, by the way, running, like running, running all the time, training for marathon, training for um, half marathons, constantly running, doing hit classes, doing my own workouts on top of, yes, on top of classes. Okay. I was running around town doing like offsite classes for companies and, and for different communities. I was, you know, managing the business, the actual studio. I was trying also to be a good mom, you know, like going and volunteering when I could at school, which wasn't a lot. Um, I was trying to be a good wife, cook dinner, um, you know, just be all the things, which by the way, it's really hard to be all the things, right? And I finally just crashed. My body was so overly stressed that I was feeling terrible. I had major fatigue. Yeah, I mean, no wonder, right? <laughs> I was doing all that. And I would just think to myself, well, of course I'm tired. I'm just really, really busy. Of course I'm tired. So I just kept pushing through, pushing through. And then I had a ton of brain fog, like just total, my, my head was just mush, really, my brain. It was like, I couldn't remember to count. I couldn't remember what I was saying. I couldn't keep things straight. I didn't know what day it was sometimes. I mean, like literally, I had horrendous heartburn all the time. My hair was starting to fall out. Mostly my eyebrows and eyelashes were falling out and big chunks of hair. But I just thought it was because, well, ladies, you know how this is. Like if you wear a ponytail for too many days in a row and you wash your hair, you kind of lose a lot of hair. So I just thought it was that. But no, I was actually losing hair. Um, and I had a very, very volatile mood, right? I was super moody. One moment I was really happy and peppy. And the next minute I'm yelling and throwing something. And then I started to gain weight and everything in my body hurt. This was not what I was expecting, right? With all of my healthy lifestyle actions and habits. I was eating really clean. I was moving a ton and I really was getting some sleep. I mean, I would get home and crash. I was actually sleeping, you know, maybe not enough hours, but I could go to sleep. Although when I woke up, I didn't necessarily feel um, rested. Okay. But, you know, here's the thing. I didn't realize, even though I thought I was doing a lot of healthy stuff, I didn't realize that I was doing way too much. I was so used to being busy that I just didn't know how to slow down. And I just couldn't see that I was pushing myself too much. I really didn't. I thought, I was healthy and I thought that I was doing all this and I should be able to do all of it. You know, like I just didn't give myself recovery. But, you know, I wasn't only doing too much physically, but mentally and emotionally. Something had to change. And that's when I finally got the diagnosis of Hashimoto's. And Hashimoto's is an autoimmune immune system 
concern, uh, condition or issue. Okay. So that's when I learned and I had heard of cortisol and I knew it was like a thing, but I was so interested at the time and just like being fit um, like the actual fitness stuff, like the weights and the cardio and the spin classes and the TRX and the BOSU and the getting people into the studio. Like I just, I wasn't really interested in things like cortisol. So that's when I learned that too much of a good thing. And in my case, it was exercise can be harmful. And so I really dug deep to find a new way of living And at this point, I closed the studio. I changed my entire trajectory of life. And I can say that I am so grateful that I did. It wasn't easy. Definitely wasn't easy. It was hard to make that decision. And it felt hard actually to go from 110% to like, you know, 95%. It was really, really hard. And so anyway, during this time, I found out that my cortisol was extremely high, but not just high, it was not ebbing and flowing like it's supposed to. So ideally in the morning when we wake up, we want to have a little bit higher cortisol and then it reduces as the day goes on. So what was happening is in the morning, I was waking up stressed and groggy and at night I was super tired and wired, but like I said, I would crash. Like I'd be super tired and wired and grumpy at night before bed. And then I would hit the sheets, you know, my head would hit the sheets and I would just be out. Um, but not probably sleeping as well as I thought. So like I said, when cortisol is working the way it's supposed to, we ideally wake up with a higher level of cortisol. And as the day goes on, it reduces. So this helps us to get up and go and also helps us slow down and rest at night. But when it's all out of whack, we can have high levels of cortisol either all the time or at the wrong times. So how can you tell if you have high levels of cortisol? Okay, here are some signs and symptoms to look for. Persistent and excessive stress or anxiety, weight gain, especially around the middle. Okay. Now, a lot of women who are in perimenopause and menopause times of their life are going to probably feel a little thicker in the middle. And this can definitely be related to other hormones, but also as we age, it can be a lot harder to handle stress. So this could absolutely be related to your cortisol levels as well. Okay. And You've probably seen a lot of videos or ads about cortisol, okay? So anyway, another symptom would be high blood pressure, irregular menstrual periods in women, if you're, you know, still regular with that or still having periods, muscle weakness, okay, general muscle weakness, fatigue, insomnia, or just not good quality sleep, sleep disturbances, mood swings, irritability, or depression impaired memory and concentration. Another symptom would be increased thirst and urination, weakened immune system, which can lead to getting a lot of infections or a lot of sicknesses, a lot of colds, like not being able to heal quickly. Um, Also slow wound healing. So like if you get a cut, that just like won't heal. That's another symptom or sign. Digestive problems such as stomach ulcers or acid reflux. Skin issues like acne or just like thinning, um, crepey skin, changes in blood sugar levels, which by the way can lead to diabetes. So having like big spikes of blood sugar levels, like maybe too often. Okay. And then also 
osteoporosis or weakened bones. Okay. Now, just because you may have one or more of these symptoms doesn't necessarily mean that you have an imbalance or extra amounts of cortisol. So if you suspect that something is off, I highly recommend that you get to a doctor to talk about it, but be ready to fight for your health because many doctors are absolutely dismissing people daily. I hear about this all the time. And, and good timing. I literally went to a doctor today and it was so clear to me that she was not even listening to me. Okay. Quick example. I don't mean to digress, but this is important and it'll make my point. She asked me how many drinks a day I drink. And I heard her, but I said to her, well, lately I've been having about four And she said, that's too many. And I said, I'm not done. I've been having four drinks a week. And she looked at me and she was like, four drinks a day is terrible. You're poisoning your body. You need to stop. And I said, I'm having four drinks a week, not a day. And she, at this point, has already moved on. She's already writing something else down. And then she's asking me about something else. Like completely, I felt so dismissed. I felt like she wasn't listening. And it was really frustrating to me. And when I told this particular doctor that I was taking Armour Thyroid, which by the way, Armour Thyroid is, um, it's not synthetic. It's actually made from um, pig's thyroid. Um, Anyway, long story short, it's more of a natural um, option versus like the Synthroid and the chemical-based kind of thyroid medicine. And she rolled her eyes at me because a lot of doctors think that that's like not good or not real. So my point in telling you all this is not to tell you about my doctor's appointment today, but is to tell you that if you are feeling like your cortisol is high and you want to find out, and if you go to the doctor and they seem dismissive or like it's not that, and that where did you hear this, then you need to talk to another doctor. Because if any doctor, I don't care who it is, if they dismiss your feelings and when you're specifically asking about something and they're basically acting you like you're an idiot, then do you really want to be with that doctor? I would say no. But anyway, I had to say that. I feel like we have to fight for our health. We need to be an advocate for ourselves and it's okay to ask for help. And if they don't want to help you, there are a lot of doctors, a lot of nurse practitioners, and a lot of people out there that can and want to help you. Okay. So, all right, I'm off my little soapbox right there. So now let's move on to the main focus of today's episode, and that's how to reduce cortisol levels. Okay, we're going to talk about five practical strategies that you can implement into your daily life to keep cortisol in check. And before I even tell you what these are, you're going to be like, Grant, you tell me these same tips for everything. Well, because guess what? These are the things. If you can make all of these things habit and work on them, so many things in your life are going to feel better. Okay, so when I repeat myself over and over and over, it's because it matters. And because those things that I repeat over and over and over are really important. Okay. So I'm not trying to be boring and not like give you new, great, amazing information, but that's actually exciting to me because these things right here can solve a lot of problems. Okay. All right. So number one is um, to engage in mindfulness and relaxation techniques. 
Okay. Engaging in practices such as meditation, deep breathing or breath work and progressive muscle relaxation can help lower cortisol levels. Okay. How many times have you heard me say that you, it would be helpful to you (laughs) to add in meditation and progressive muscle relaxation and deep breathing? Probably lots. In fact, I think last week. Okay. These techniques calm the nervous system and reduce stress. This also, like, it doesn't have to be some like formal, amazing, like meditation, like you don't have to put on a special outfit and sit with candles and like sage, right? You don't have to do that. It can be also something like um, a yoga class online, you know, like a 15 minute yoga class before bed, yoga nidra. It could be walking the dog. It could be watching a funny or brainless movie or TV show. It could be reading a trashy novel. It could be taking a bath, snuggling with your dog. Like it doesn't have to be super exciting formal. Just do something that relaxes you and feels good. Okay. And back in the day when I was super, super obsessed about like exercising and eating right and meal planning and being so over the top that I wasn't doing some of this stuff. And I was just too tired by the time I had time or, you know, if I had a moment to do it. So instead of waiting for the moment, incorporate it into your life, make it part of your day, like make it a priority to relax and recover and have fun and enjoy life. Right. We aren't here just to work ourselves to death. Okay. We really aren't like, that's not what we're made for. Okay. Number two, maintain. Dun, da, da, da. Here it comes again, a balanced diet. <laughs> okay, eating a well-balanced diet with plenty of you know protein, fiber, um, starchy carbs, fiber, the fibrous carbs, which includes fruits and vegetables, having whole grains, um, a variety of foods, even some like fun foods like a chocolate chip cookie here and there or a glass of wine here and there, okay? It's okay to have those things. Having a balanced diet is a great way to stabilize your blood sugar levels, which in turn can prevent spikes in cortisol, all right? But around the diet, it's really important to, especially if you're feeling overly stressed and you feel like you have some of those symptoms, then it's really important to limit your caffeine and sugar intake, okay? Limit it. It doesn't mean never have it, okay? You just don't wanna be like totally overdoing it. So, Both caffeine and sugar can increase cortisol levels. So we want to be really careful with that. I would actually recommend keeping your coffee consumption to just like one good, solid, enjoyable cup a day. You know, if you can even do caffeine. Some people can't even handle caffeine at all. If you get jittery, if you get more anxiety, you get more nervous, or you feel even more brain fog, then just skip the coffee, you know? Um, and have something caffeine free if you just like that routine of having like something warm in the morning. But for me, like I really just love one really good like coffee, exactly how I like it. It's like my one non-negotiable thing a day. And recently I switched out my creamer again. I'm really weird about creamers. Like I go back and forth. Like sometimes I want the sugary, like creamy kind and which I usually use an oat or coconut milk base because I don't do the dairy, but sometimes I want the sugary and sometimes that sugary just makes me feel terrible. So I um, right now am back on those nut pods, which 
I really love. They have a good flavor, but no sugar. So it's like you get the flavor, but no sweetness. And lately that's been tasting amazing to me. So anyway, my whole point is if you can have your one cup of coffee and really enjoy it, do that. But if you're going to have coffee, make sure you eat something either before, especially with protein or with your coffee. Okay. That's going to help. Um, prevent like the caffeine going straight to your blood and creating a higher spike in your cortisol. Okay. Also blood sugar. So, you know, that's one major, major tip I have for you today is if you're going to have coffee in the morning, make sure it's either after eating breakfast or with your breakfast. That one shift can really help with so many things, especially anxiety. Okay. All right. I'm moving on. Number three, get quality sleep. Adequate and restorative sleep is absolutely crucial for managing your cortisol and pretty much everything in your life, (laughs) okay? I'm gonna tell you again, aim for seven to nine hours of quality sleep per night to keep your cortisol levels in check, okay? Now, if your cortisol levels are all out of whack and too high, it might actually be hard to get seven to nine hours of sleep. It might be hard to go to sleep at night. So, you know, it's not very helpful for me to say, yeah, just get seven to nine hours of sleep. And you're like, yeah, great. I'd love to, but what? I mean, I can't. So what you want to do is work on your nighttime routine and start earlier. You know, shut down the lights, shut down the TV if you need to, or don't look at your phone. Do whatever you can to relax your body. Okay. So as I already told you, I'm going to be offering breathwork sessions Um, in the near future. Super excited. And one of those things I'm going to do is offer some nighttime um, restorative recovery, like pre-bed type breathwork sessions. And that can help those of you that are just really struggling to get to sleep at night. So it'll be like a double whammy. It'll be like working on your um, relaxation technique and your mindfulness and getting into the body, but also can help get better sleep. So I'm super excited. And as soon as I can do that, as soon as I'm ready, as soon as I'm able to offer that, I will. you will be the very first people to find out, okay? Um, number four, regular exercise. Okay, so here's the deal. Earlier, I was telling you about how I over-exercised, right? I did way too much. I taught too many classes, plus I did my own exercise. On top of that, it was way too much. But physical activity is actually a fantastic way to reduce cortisol. Okay. But it's, you just have to be careful how much. So a brisk walk or leisure walk, even a yoga session, um, even a shorter high intensity workout, but my favorite would be strength training. Okay. They, those all work. You just have to find a routine that best suits your preferences and something that you're able to stick with. Okay. So if you need help with strength training, I offer in-home programs for strength training. Okay. We actually started one this week and it's too late to join this session, but I will probably be doing more in the year 2024. So look out for that if you need help in that area. But even if you're just getting up and going for a walk or a midday walk or a walk after dinner, okay, that's fine. Just get moving. Okay. But you just don't want to overdo it. So I talked to a lot of women who are doing like five or six boot camps a week and then um, feeling like they still have to walk the dogs and feeling like they need to add running and feel like they need more. 
it makes me feel sad actually, because I know that too much is too much. And it's really hard to get people who are go, you know, like so into it. It's hard to make them understand that at some point their body is not going to handle that very well. So if you're somebody right now listening to this who's doing like tons of boot camp classes and cycling classes and doing a lot, I would highly recommend that you just take a little time to assess your schedule and ask yourself, is it serving you or not? And where can you cut back and include more relaxation and a little bit less of the intensity? Okay. All right. Number five, social support and connection. Surround yourself with a supportive social network. Okay. This doesn't mean that you need to like be hanging out every week with like different people, but spending time with friends and family that you care about and that really get you is a great, great way to keep your uh, stress levels down. Okay. Which therefore can help with cortisol and also being open and sharing your thoughts and feelings can really help alleviate stress and reduce the cortisol levels. Okay. So many people keep how they feel inside and then they start to ignore how they feel because they don't want to feel weak by having feelings. And so what happens is your body just keeps absorbing and absorbing and absorbing all this negative energy. And then pretty soon your body is what starts to break down because you can only handle so much emotion and so much um, internal stress before your body just kind of implodes. Okay. So please, please remember it's important to have people that you love and care about around you and be open and honest and, and also hold space for them to be open and honest with you. Because when we open up to each other, then we, we just keep like, giving back the good energy. And that is what will help reduce your cortisol levels. Okay. So that was the five tips. Okay. Re, um, practice mindfulness and relaxation techniques, maintain a balanced diet. So making sure you're having a protein and some healthy, good carbs and some vegetables and some healthy fats, you know, and, and throwing in some enjoyable foods too, like a cookie here and there, a glass of wine. The third tip was get quality sleep. But if you're having a hard time getting to sleep, then really spend your time working on your pre-bed um, routine or rituals. Number four is get regular, but not too much exercise. And number five, make sure you connect with your social um, support, including friends and family. Now, this isn't really a way or a tip to reduce cortisol, but I think it's important to find the source of your biggest stressors. Okay. Like why? Like if your cortisol is out of whack, if it is too high, why? What's going on? You know, are you exercising too much? Are you working too much? Are you unhappy in your relationship? Are you um, unhappy at your job? Are you stressed about finances? Do you have too many kids? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, are your, you know, what is it? Like, don't just ignore the root cause. The root cause is where you're going to find the answer and you're going to be able to work on the root cause to help work on that. And you would be surprised once you finally identify what's going on and what's making you feel stressed, then you can start to like pick it apart and start, you know, working on the layers and figuring it out. And then once you figure that out, it's amazing how it filters into the rest of your life. 
Okay. And so a lot of you know that I've worked for many years with people on weight loss and, you know, just physical change. And even though I've recently been changing more into helping people with their Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism and helping people truly feel happy inside, I've, I've learned that the people who finally, you know, like work away from the stress and start to really be honest and trust themselves and true to themselves, those are the people that pretty soon start shedding the weight. And we aren't even working on the weight. We're working on their their true happiness and their intuition and what really makes them, you know, tick. And then pretty soon their whole life starts to flow together. And then as a side effect, they start to lose weight. Or they start to just feel better in their clothes or they just start to feel better in general. So it's super important to find that root cause and try not to ignore it. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun to think about it if it's something that stresses you out, but it's important to work through it instead of like skipping over it or ignoring it, avoiding it. It's best to really work through it. Sometimes it doesn't take that long. So anyway, I had to say that. I had to tell you that. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode on cortisol. Um, I told you what cortisol is, the importance in our body, uh, how exercise can help manage it, and then five practical ways to reduce cortisol levels for a healthier, more balanced life. So if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to subscribe to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. You can do that on Apple podcast or Podbean or Spotify or wherever you listen to it. If you subscribe, then each week you'll get a notification when the new episode comes out. Okay. So if you have any questions or any topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, then feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me. So thank you again so much for being here today. And remember, keep your life balanced, fit, and free. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week.